<laughs> I'm Jay Karstensen, and primarily I am studying Pinjaxilat Pertemporan with Guru Sean Stark out of Florida. about um, how you got started in the martial arts? Well, I, I did the requisite uh, Midwestern Taekwondo training uh, when I was in junior high and filtered through that for a couple of years and didn't get too much rank out of it. And then uh, didn't do anything for a long time, but still had a fascination with like, Asian culture and, and martial arts and stuff like that. Who didn't? Ninjas were everywhere in the <laughs> 80s. Um, and then... Uh, in the mid-90s, I, I took a, a mental check and just kind of you know, looked where I was at and how fat I was and, and decided I needed to get off my ass. And so I started looking around town, and I, I, I knew I didn't want to do Taekwondo, and there's still certainly a, a number of schools that were offering that. And there was some Hapkido, stretch, uh, and, and, and maybe some Kimpo and Karate, but the, they were all just not what I was looking for. And I, I, I drove past this place that was actually on my way to work, Probably, it was probably open two or three months. It was Ryan Academy of Martial Arts, and that's all it said. And I was like, okay, well, they're not advertising what exactly they do. So I walked in, and everybody's like rolling around on the ground and, you know, like basically grappling. And I'm like, which I'd never seen. I'd never been exposed to that at all. Right. And I said, well, what do you guys do here? And they're like, Jeet Kune Do. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> You know, I, I you know I knew who Bruce Lee was, but you know who did who didn't. And, you know, if you grew up in the seventies and eighties and you didn't see a Bruce Lee movie, that's right. Here's that movie star guy, right? Who looked right. cool doing a lot, right? Right. And so I, I got into that and really got into that because I was single. I didn't have anything else to do. I started losing weight. I was going six times a week, mm. and and uh, met a lot of great people doing that. And uh, in that course, I met Brant Smith. And he and I trained together for a long time there. And then he moved away, and we kind of just kept in touch. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he said, like, I'm creating this group, and I want you to be the Nebraska guy, and I want you to be second second to me and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, and it, it, we'll have fun with it. And, right. I just, that, and I started going to the seminars and, 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 and seeing what he was doing and who he was meeting. And uh, the first big one that we went to, we ended up calling the, the Gathering of the Sacred and the Profane. Because it was, it was basically uh, Mark Animal McYoung and, and Mushtaq Ali Shah. And so take your pick on who's sacred and who's profane. <laughs> and, and that kind of led me into that gen- general direction of focusing more on the sea lot. Because, you know, in JKD, of course, you had the ex- the exposure to it. And you yes. had a couple of guys that might have excelled in it. Terry Gibson was an excellent C-Lot player. Unfortunately, he had some type of brain tumor in, in life decided in for him. Dope. Um, so after Terry left, that, that kind of, to fill that void with, back, just back at the Ryan Academy now, um, we uh, kind of hooked up with Mark McFan and Bob Ryan, who was the primary instructor of Ryan Academy. Um, went, went that route, and I just wasn't jiving with that kind of situation. And so was, I, that came to an end, and then now back up to Oklahoma again. And, and, and But Mark McFan kind of, and Terry Gibson introduced that C-Lot stuff. And then back to Oklahoma again, and again. <laughs> that kind of galvanized where I wanted to go. And then since that, the... Everything was kind of just leading down, like it was Grok and Suchi at that point, and then it became Zulfikari, and uh, still training at that, and then 
coming to Michigan a lot, that's where I started meeting a few more other players, and that's where I met Sean Stark. And then Sean and I just kind of kept in touch. And then I started going to his, his big gatherings, Kilowarga, and uh, eventually he just said, well, you know, why don't you just come and join me, and we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Right. And now I'm in Michigan visiting everybody. Yes. So that's that's that's. So that's currently then, is Salat Pertemperan your primary focus? I would consider that to be my primary focus, yeah. yeah I still do Zulfakari, but it's not as primary. Right. So tell us about the KSMA. Hmm, Capitern Suntukin. Uh, that was, uh, you know, looking back, it seemed like a good idea. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of raised my eyebrow and rolled my eyes. Um, yeah, Brant and I and a few other people kind of looked at the martial art community, and everybody was just throwing mud. It was just, it was, it seemed like it reached some type of, you know, peak or crescendo at the late 90s, and Brant was just like, forget it. You know why? Why can't you people just get along right. and train? And, and so his his grand idea was was that we would have this this loose band of brothers, if you will, that would you know get, come together, exchange ideas, eat, you know, just hang out, and and, and it kind of started that that way, and it started well, and and then there was some. It seemed like there was a little bit of attitudes creeping into there, and a little bit of figureheadedness. You know, a lot of the okay. people that he trained with in, in Oklahoma were kind of looking to him for for th- for guidance, especially or, or you know, hey, where are we going with this? And and uh, and, and I don't think that's what he wanted really, because he, he he really emphasized that it was supposed to be a group of people. You know, that there's no a collective. Yeah, yeah, there was no you know like head of state, if you will. Right. Yeah, there's somebody that's like the director, and they kind of guide the general feeling, but it it's not his imposing will on that it's like taking a feel for what everybody's thinking and saying okay let's move toward this because I kind of get the idea that y'all want to go that way nice um okay so you teach obviously you have a school um can you can you talk a little bit about just um some of your strategies for teaching I mean what do you do to help build your students to build good students well, that that is a very tough question. I think I try to, to to train with them with basics initially. Just you know, say these are the moves. These are uh, you know, kind of the way your body should adjust, and these are situations that might occur. But while I'm doing that, I'm kind of judging or, or not judging, but getting an idea of you know them, you know their approach, their way of living so that I can mold and tailor what I'm teaching to them based on my experience that might help them the most. And, I, and I, it's hard to give an example of that at all, but, um, man, yeah, that's, I don't think I can even come up with an example without actually, I'm more of a spur-of-the-moment improvising okay. kind of, you know, of-the-moment kind of thing when, when it comes to that. And, and um... But yeah, I think I just want them to be in touch with who they are, and this this probably comes from the J, JKD kind of stuff, the approach of you know expressing yourself and being being who you are at this moment. Right. So that that's that's the touchy feely kind of side that, <laughs> that I bring into it. Um, 
you had a pretty serious injury, what, a couple years ago, right? In 2002. Yeah, so can you talk a little bit about your recovery process, and I mean, you were out of the martial arts yeah. for a little bit as you recover, and yeah. how you dealt with that? Um, I, I think I came through pretty well, but yeah, it, J July 22nd? 21st 2002 somewhere that week I'm at a big gathering in Oklahoma and I was training with with my my friend Carl and <laughs> Hi, Carl <laughs> yeah and, and 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 he thinks I blamed him for this but I no I did not blame him he's just the person that I was playing with at the time right and of course because I knew him I was taking things a little harder than I probably should have of and, course and and uh, I threw him basically into my knee and it and it took as much lateral compression as it could take before the ACL decided to say, uh, and um, luckily that's the only damage that I had. I had no meniscus tear, no other uh, ligament damage. It was just a clean ACL pop. Okay. And so in November of that year, I, I had it repaired, and because I'm not a large sports figure needing to get it you know fixed right away, the doctor said let's let the swelling go down. Right. And uh, so I, I had it repaired and. Uh, very soon after it was repaired, while I didn't have full range of motion yet, I was able to do what the doctor ordered, and that's flatten my leg, put the back of my knee onto the, the table. Uh, okay. That was the goal for what they would consider you know, a healthy knee. Gotcha. But yeah, it took a long time to get back to a point that I, where I could do like um, Silva. You know, the up and down you right. know, kind of nice, lovely exercise that most people hate. Yes. Um, uh, so, but I am to the point that I can. I, I would say that I'm ninety nine six nines. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 sure that I can do Repeating. whatever I can. Yeah. Uh, for my knee, I guess it, it it might stiffen, it might pop. It, you know, it does these things, but I'm used to it now. So, what kind of things did you do? Did you focus on? How did your training change to compensate mm. for your knee? Okay, um, I did a lot of visualization. You know, especially when I was like bound up. You know, it's like I can't even walk. You know, so I would do some visualization with Lanka in my head for you know, so footwork patterns. Okay. Um, other than that, you a lot of the Jerus um, that were in Zulfikari. Uh, that which is the primary system at the time are upper body meta movements. So I was still able to you know do the jurus and 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 can continue that. Um, you know, in retrospect, it would have been a good idea to do some type of wheelchair training or something <laughs> you know, while I was while I was hobbled. But uh, you know, it's not preventing me from doing it now. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it altered it so much as just made me more hungry to to be able to do it again. I think that was more the drive, okay. was to just say, I want to get better so I can continue playing. I, this is, I love this stuff so much and so much a part of my life that I need to continue doing it. And luckily my doctor said, okay. But, you know, I, I did Would it have, really mattered if you just said okay <laughs> or not? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I probably would have done it anyway. But I did get a second opinion. The guy's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like... This, 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 and he's like, I don't have my ACLs. I, I can't run after my kids. I'm like, well, I like to run. Right. So as soon as he said, you don't need to, but if you want to run, you might want to get it fixed. So right. that's what I did. Um, okay, so there's been like this big thing. Eh, maybe it's not quite as big nowadays, but like the UFC and this big change in mindset about what martial arts are. Are they valid? Are they street savvy? Would this really work? Does that influence, do you think, at all, your, your thought process on how you approach your martial arts? Uh, I mean, what do you think, where does that fit in the martial arts world? I mean, is, is it even registered on your radar? No, I don't, 
No. I, I really don't follow it, so I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure, what are they, like UFC 55, and it's been yeah. going on for like, what, five years? Well, and the big thing is, you know, people are really starting to question, you know, are martial arts really effective, or is this the kind of gladiator type stuff we need, or right. not? Uh, I mean, does it, did it make you ever feel like, geez, did it make you question, geez, is my stuff really effective on the street when you compare it to something like that? Not particularly, mainly because even though they said it was no holds barred, there were certain aspects that you couldn't do. I mean, Brant and I always used to say, you know, like, oh, Brant, Brant was like, yeah, I'll do UFC. Can I put Jay in the rafters with a 20 out 6? Right. You know, go, bang. <laughs> I win. Clear. You know, so, uh, yeah, it was, it's not one of those situations where I don't, it didn't affect my approach to martial arts. I still think you, should, you need to have that attitude. You need to train. Uh, you need to train often. You need to train. Um, you really should train. You know, these are things that... <laughs> wait, wait. Are you saying training's important? Training might be important in this regard. All right. Uh, but, yeah, but you need to put in that, that attitude about it. I mean, you, you can't just patty cake, patty cake, patty cake and, and, and think that's going to help. You know, you have to have someone hit you, hit you hard, and you have to be able to get up and go, I'm going to do that again. Right. Um, I, I think there might be a shift in thought globally or at least in the United States uh, you know with UFC because people th- tend to think well it, it, this is a generalization of course you know well this art's not working anymore because this guy beat up this guy and his art is this I mean you saw it happen with some right. jiu-jitsu styles that's right you know so I, I don't think that's a valid argument to throw away those other arts I mean Sure, if you want to make a point and prove yourself with your art, you should do something about it. Get out there in the ring, get in some competition and show it. Right. Um, but you know, if, if, if you're fine working your art and you're comfortable knowing that it's going to work, you know, or you don't need to prove it to someone, yeah, whatever. You know? I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking arts. I'm not glorifying arts. I study what I study. I'm comfortable. I have faith in myself. You know, but if if you question your faith, you're questioning your art. Maybe you should practice more and, and get in the ring. You know, give it a shot. See where it takes you. Right. And locally in, in in Des Moines, they have um, like there was a bar that was doing you know like little UFC matches, and they did it legit. They had EMTs on side, and 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 you had they did weight classes and stuff like that. But they you could fish hook somebody, and you know you get away with it. Wow. Uh, so it, it was very. It was a lot more dirty you know, than, than like the you know the octagon. Right. I'm not sure I'd really want to partake in yeah, something I'm like not that. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm. No, I, <laughs> I, I enjoy what I do, and I and I I think I push myself mentally enough with my guys. I mean, I work out with a 270 pound guy. When he's running at me, yeah, yeah. that's and scary. For, for perspective, Jay's not very big. Yeah, yeah I'm about 150 <laughs> and lean. No, except for my belly. Uh, please. All right. So, uh, as if a new martial artist were to come to you and say, "Jay, I'm looking to get into the martial arts. What should I look for? What are you going to tell now, me?" Now, are you talking somebody that's been studying, or somebody that someone doesn't know anything? Someone who's never studied martial arts. They've heard about it. They're like, "Man, this seems like a really cool thing. What should I look for in a good school? What's going to be good for me?" A uh, good school. Um, I think that if the teacher is able to. Um, not only give you an art or give you some type of basis of an art, but um, able to have you use that art with intent. 
I mean, you can go and do forms and, and, and get into tournaments and everything like that, but those are controlled environments. you got a ref, you've got judges, something like that. There, there are criteria to them. But if you can throw this into a, some type of chaotic pandemonium, you know, just make it crazy as you can get and still come out, then there, there's aspects that I think are good to know. I think there might be some type of you know, paradigm shift in, in the way we think about martial arts coming. And, and I'm not trying to be all grandiose and predict and stuff like that. <laughs> but there's, there's, I think more and more people are realizing or coming to a realization that, that what they've been studying might not be what they need. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not bashing arts. I mean, because there are great aspects of arts that even some other people might bash. Right. You know, it just it's the teacher that needs to be evaluated. How is that 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 essence being portrayed? How is that knowledge being passed on? You know, if if it how does his teacher come and train with you? You know, because everybody learned from somebody. Right. You, know, you have to get that flavor from where he learned it from. He shouldn't be producing clones of himself. I mean, it's not Django, you know. Um, so it, it, it should be something that has a vitality to it. That, that, that's what I think should be in an art. It doesn't matter what the system is. I mean, it could be anything, you know, like Jailhouse Rock or, or, or something like Piper, you know, that's kind of in that, that nascent stage. It's just coming out, and and even they, you know, would say, you know, hey, this is no big deal, you know, I'm just trying to survive here, you know. But there's got to be some type of format that can be passed on, right? Um, so I think if someone came to me and said, Jay, I'm looking to study this, or or I'm looking for something to study, you know, what are your suggestions? My, I would shoot a string of questions back at that person, you know. Well, what's your mentality? What, you know, what's your lifestyle? What do you have to protect if you're wanting to protect people? Right. You know, there's there's so many criteria that could go into that. It's such a loaded question. I know. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I would say ultimately you have to really look at, look at you and look at the arts. I mean... Taekwondo might be your thing. Jiu-Jitsu might be your thing. Right. You know, C-Lot. I mean, it just depends on you. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing. I mean, I certainly didn't come start start in 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 C-Lot right away. If I mean, who knows even if who I was at the time would have been open to the idea of C-Lot. Right. You know, so it's <clears throat> it's a growth process. Yeah. You Sometimes might start you, in something and change your mind. Right. As you or, get older and your life experiences, they affect your outlook. Definitely, definitely. So, so you stole my answer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, where would somebody go to learn about uh, the KSMA? KSMA. You, this is your chance to plug the oh, KSMA. I'm pimping now. Okay, www.ksma.us is the primary website, and you can link away from that to uh, some blogs, uh, our forum. Um, but that's probably the best thing. Then you can email me ksma.dsm at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, awesome. That's I think that's all I have. Really? I oh think. man! Do you have other things you want to talk about? No. Anything? Any good stories? Um, Carl Ross is a madman. <laughs> um, good stories. Uh, I don't know if I have any really, you know, juicy internet type stories. <laughs> I haven't hung out with Bobby Edmonds enough to have those. Oh yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, I can't think of any great stories. So. Right. Well, you can you can think of some for next time. I'm sure. We'll sure. Be yeah. If I knew you wanted stories, man, I would have given know. you stories. Hi, right. Chuck. I got some. Hey. Right. See, I got stories about Chuck. I bet you But do. those are off the air. All right. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sterling. Mm-hmm.